This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, November 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Payment rules attacked as Farm Bill talks go on. USDA has a lot to pay out in trade aid. And high oleic oils have qualified hard benefits. Well, the payment rules being attacked as the Farm Bill talks continue. The wait for a new Farm Bill goes on as House and Senate negotiators continue trying to reach a deal. Aids to the negotiators are expected to stay in the D.C. area through the Thanksgiving holiday. Even if a deal is reached in the next day or two, it will take time to put the final details into legislative text. Meanwhile, there has been stepped-up pressure on the issue of commodity program payment limits and eligibility rules. A broad coalition of conservative groups wants Congress to reject provisions of the House-passed Farm Bill that could remove the means test for members of pass-through entities and expand the number of extended family members that could qualify for subsidies. Lawmakers should, quote, oppose any Farm Bill conference agreement that includes provisions to egregiously expand taxpayer subsidies, according to the groups. Trade aid used to criticize payment rules. The Environmental Working Group, a research and advocacy group that maintains a database of farm program payments, is also trying to highlight the issue with the release of new data on the first payments made under the Trump administration's market facilitation program payments, a cornerstone of the president's trade assistance package for farmers. According to the EWG data, 1,142 payments have been made to people in the nation's 50 largest cities. That includes nine residents in San Francisco. EWG's Scott Faber said the House Farm Bill would make this problem worse by allowing a farmer's cousins, nieces, and nephews to also receive farm subsidies regardless of whether they live or work on the farm. Keep in mind, those payments to people EWG calls city slickers accounts for about a million dollars out of the 87,704 MFP payments totaling about $356 million in the EWG data. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway said Friday that he's pushing back aggressively against efforts to tighten existing eligibility rules as the Senate-passed bill would do. USDA has a lot to still pay out to farmers in trade aid. As of yesterday, the USDA had paid out a total of $1.128 billion to ag producers to help counteract the effects of the foreign tariffs, according to a USDA spokesperson. The Trump administration's ongoing trade battles with China, Mexico, Canada, and other countries have resulted in significant retaliatory tariffs on U.S. farm goods, and USDA announced back in August that it would spend up to $12 billion to try to lessen the pain. Only about $6.3 billion worth of assistance was announced in the first tranche, but that was made up of three separate programs, including payments under the Market Facilitation Program. The money being paid out now is part of the roughly $4.7 billion allocated for soybean, wheat, sorghum, cotton, dairy, and pork producers in the MFP portion of the trade aid package. Farmers of the top five states receiving MFP payments are Illinois, Iowa, Kansas, Indiana, and Minnesota. A second tranche of trade assistance payments could be made as much as $5.7 billion that to be announced next month. Demand far outweighs supply for trade assistance. 
While much of the trade aid attention has gone to payments in the market facilitation program, farm groups are clamoring to get funds under another section of the assistance, and that the Agriculture Trade Promotion Program, or ATP. Unfortunately, there's not enough of the one-time $200 million program to please everyone. That, according to Foreign Agriculture Service Administrator Ken Isley, who spoke at the U.S. Agricultural Export Development Council annual workshop in Baltimore last week. Now, AgriPulse couldn't be there, but the USA Rice Federation was in attendance and reports that USDA will have to deny a lot of requests for the funding that's designed to promote U.S. agriculture products in foreign countries. During the submission period, 71 organizations requested funding under this new program, and the requests were more than three times larger than the amount of available funds. That according to USA Rice in a report released yesterday. USDA is currently reviewing proposals and expect to have funding decisions completed by January 8, 2019. A time to talk turkey on ag policy and trade? Well, the National Turkey Federation will help deliver two birds named peas and carrots to the White House today for the annual pardoning tradition, and Jeff Sveen, the group's chairman, said it may give him an opportunity to do a little high-powered lobbying. He told AgriPulse's Spencer Chase it's important to be able to have that interaction, to be able to express that one-on-one opinion, so we have to do it, but do it carefully. The chairman did not talk details, but let on that he hoped to talk about farm policy and export market issues. Hopefully, we get some trade opportunities opened and some tariff work done. U.S. traditionally exports about 10% of the turkey it produces, but sales have been falling, according to Shale Shangham, a livestock analyst at USDA's World Agriculture Outlook Board. U.S. exported about 622 million pounds of turkey in 2017, that according to USDA data. Shangham said that was a 9% increase from the previous year, but exports are expected to decline by 6% this year. High oleic oils have heart benefits, according to the FDA. Manufacturers of edible oils containing high levels of oleic acid can now tell consumers that, quote, supportive but not conclusive scientific evidence suggests that daily consumption of about one and a half tablespoons or 20 grams of oils containing high levels of oleic acid may reduce the risk of coronary heart disease that the Food and Drug Administration has decided. FDA announced its decision yesterday to grant a petition for qualified health claim instead of an authorized health claim, which carries a higher burden of proof. The petitioner, Corbion Biotech, identified five edible oils that contained at least 70% of oleic acid per serving, including high oleic sunflower oil, high oleic safflower oil, high oleic canola oil, olive oil, and high oleic algal oil. Six of seven studies FDA looked at supported the claim, but FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb said it's important to note that none of the studies found that eating oleic acid-containing oils had beneficial heart effects unless they replaced other types of fats and oils higher in saturated fats in the diet. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, November 20th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.